Welcome to Simply Happy, a show where you'll be learning how to shift into a more positive perspective in easy-to-manage steps. Who am I? My name's Olivia. I'm a mother, a wife, the driven woman behind SimplyAlley.com, and someone who ditched bipolar, anxiety, and depression through mastering my mindset and emotions. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your girl Olivia coming at you with the steps you need to take to uplevel your mental health game because that's how we go from just surviving to full on thriving. Woo! Woo! Okay, I don't know what I'm doing today. Anyway, hi. Hello, my friend. Happy November. Um, I'm really excited to dive into today's episode, which is all about having patience with change on your mental health journey because, oh my goodness, that's like one of the hardest uh, toughest things is is having that patient. Or it can feel like it's one of the hardest things. It's not a fact that it's hard. It can feel hard at times. <laughs> um, and especially, I know here in the U.S., we're going into winter. We are going into 2020 winter, um, was which is a beast in its own right. And and for a lot of people, that can be extra tough um, on our mentality, on our mental health, all that stuff. So. Let's, this is going to help a lot of you through this, I feel like, honestly. So let's, you know, let's get into it. Let's start talking about it. Um, Actually, before we do, I want to P.S. little reminder, if you haven't left a review already on the podcast, please do. It's much appreciated. And also, if you are an avid listener of the podcast and you're not yet a Simply Happy member, go to www.simplyolly.com slash podcast, and you can find out more about what that's about. Okay, I'm done. Now, let's talk about it. <laughs> so, honestly, uh, I love that that phrase, that, like, saying of, like, patience is a virtue. Um, when you're dealing with the bad, when you've experienced the bad, or if you are experiencing the bad, and the bad, of course, is bipolar anxiety and depression, um, you know, the patience can feel very hard to come by. <laughs> uh, it just it just can because oftentimes patience and and this is something that trust me, I, I did not used to have. I have learned so much more over the years. Um, but patience often involves compassion, empathy, self-control, acceptance, appreciation, gratitude, a calm mind, etc, 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 right? And those are a lot of things that we might be on the struggle bus with if we're dealing with something like bipolar, anxiety, depression, or even a number of, of other things. You guys know, like, I, I know there are many of you that listen that um, your mental health struggles are out, outside of just the spectrum of, of the bad. Um, but I truly feel like this applies in all of these areas. Um, I just speak about bipolar, anxiety, depression, because that's what I have had personal experience with. <sighs> so, Here's here's the thing. Like again, your girl came from a background of being zero patience, very angry, aggressive, violent, um like team road rage over here is what I used to be on. Um I just I did not have a lot of patience with myself or with other people. It goes it's it's all around, right? And so this is something that um that is a is a practice. And so one shift I want to give you right now, one shift makes all of the difference. And this is still literally something I practice to this day. That's why I it truly 
the things that help you beat bipolar anxiety and depression, right? The things that help you find freedom from those mental illnesses, those same things are what keep them at bay. Like I don't live with that anymore, but I can totally see how if I didn't keep these things in practice, it could just creep right back in Um, because it can for anyone. It's not just because I used to have it. It can literally happen to anyone, even someone who doesn't have a history of dealing with um, any of these mental, mental health struggles. So again, okay, so one shift can make all the difference, right? We shift it from the obsession over the result to acceptance in the present moment and we'll get we'll get grounded we'll get real real life situations about what that looks like because I know that sounds like really fancy and flowy and it's like ah clearly we just shift from this one thing over here to this other and uh, poof (laughs) but like (laughs) I like the I like a very tangible approach to these things so we'll get into it um but that one shift makes all of the difference. I'm not kidding. Like literally with everything. And and that obsession over the the results can can look like obsession. It can look like fixation. It can look like um, force, trying to force the result to happen. It can look like um, really fixating on our preferences of what we want things to be like or whatever. It can be all of these things. And you know, shifting to that acceptance in the present moment doesn't have to mean that you're like, that acceptance doesn't have to be like, yep, everything's fine and dandy. It's wonderful. I would prefer it this way. That's, that's not what it has to be. I mean, good. I mean, go you. Um, but that acceptance can look like, um, my goodness, it can just look like slowing down. It can look like gratitude. It can look like, it can look like so many so many things where you just, again, it's just having that acceptance of in this moment, it is what it is. Yes, I'm trying to get to this result, but in this moment, it is what it is. And, And not fighting that, not feeling like you have to have a battle royale over it and just being like, not necessarily white flagging it, but in a way you're just kind of like, I, I do. I kind of surrender to this moment or I just kind of have an acceptance with this moment. And it's that's just going to help you, honestly, and probably the people around you. If you're one of those really angry, screamy people like, like I was, it's going to help everyone involved. So this is something that is a practice. You're not just patient or not patient. Um, it's a practice. You can develop patience. You can foster it. Like literally, oh my gosh, all this stuff is like, you literally can can form these, like patience is a practice. It's a habit. That's, if you want to look at it in that way, you totally can. I could literally condition myself out of being patient. I could literally practice not being patient. So it's not something you have or don't have, or you're inherently good at or not. It's just a matter of practicing it and that repetition and and committing that to your subconscious, right? Your like automatic reactions and actions. So, and, and here's the cool part. This is what I love about it. It can be practiced in many, 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 many life situations, okay? I'm going to give you some examples of how I practice this literally recently. <laughs> so, not even kidding. Today, um, the day I'm recording this, there was a person in front of me at the store 
And they were pushing, like, we're going out the exit of the store. They were pushing their shopping cart so slow. Like, one foot, next foot, right foot, left foot. I'm not kidding you. That's not an exaggeration. That was the pace. And for a minute, I was like, okay, how can I get around her? Like, I'm just trying to get out of the store. And then I was like, whoa, what am I in a hurry for? What's the rush? I can just be okay in this moment. And so I just allowed myself to use it as an opportunity to walk slow. And then she stopped and started talking to somebody at the exit, literally blocking the exit. And like, again, I just, I just was like, it's all good. It's all good. I'm going to have acceptance. I'm going to have patience in this moment and use it as an opportunity to practice. Okay. That's just one example. Another is like when my dogs are pooping. Yeah, I'm getting real life with you right now. When my dogs are pooping, sometimes my dog goes and poops like three or four times and I'm like, girl, let's go. Let's go. I want to go back inside. It's cold. And then, and then I, again, I try to use that as an opportunity to remind myself, like, let's just stroll. Let's just walk. It's okay. I can breathe. I can enjoy some nature. I can do these things. Okay. So literally slow shopping cart, dogs pooping. If a computer's loading slow, if my kids are screaming, if my car is stalling, which it did the other day, if water's boiling, literally anything, you can use it as like, oh, this is really great practice for patience. You can do it with things outside of you, right? You can practice it in life because when you do that, it becomes easier to practice it on yourself. And this is going to allow you to have patience with change on your mental health journey. You see what I did there? Oh, oh. <laughs> it's like a shortcut. Now you could also practice that patience on yourself. I'm not just saying only practice it on things outside of you. You could have, you know, practice that patience on yourself. Um, I don't know. It could, it could be so many things. I have no idea. I have no idea. Get, get creative, get intuitive, not intuitive. Maybe it's intuitive. Who knows? Anyway, my point stands. So when I'm, I'm going all over the place, welcome to my brain. Um, but again, when we start practicing that, it, it involves those things I talked about at the beginning, right? We could use things like compassion or empathy. We could try to put ourselves in somebody else's shoes um, and not in a way where we're like, oh, get over yourself. You should be more patient. Other people have yada yada. No, not like that. But just like even with the shopping cart, just being like, okay, maybe that's the speed at which this person walks. I can have empathy for that. I can have um, respect for that and and have compassion for that, right? Um, also self-control. It's a great exercise in self-control of being like, how can I calm my body? How can I calm my mind throughout this? Can I, you know, express appreciation in this moment? Can I express gratitude? Can I use this as an opportunity for something? Um, just like I did when I was outside with the dogs. I was like, yeah, okay, I will enjoy nature. I'm going to listen to birds chirp. I'm going to look at the trees blowing. I'm going to feel the wind on my face. Like those kinds of things, okay? You can get very grounded in like sensations or you can use it as an opportunity to be like, I'm going to just think five positive thoughts right now that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you could do so many things. So what it does is it allows us to be, again, really present. 
It allows us to stop stressing and worrying and being frantic. And it really allows us to slow down and have admiration for the moment that we're in. And that's a really positive thing to do. It gets you out of that like negative, this is what I'm being kept from space, right? Of being like, oh, I need to be happy or I should be there. I should have reached this goal. I should have achieved this thing to coming back into yourself and being like, I have appreciation that I'm taking steps, that I am still trying, that maybe I even noticed I'm actually, I'm even better than I was a month ago, three months ago. Maybe I'm I'm even happier than I was then, right? So it kind of, now that's like a reflection tactic. Of course, you're like not in the present, but you're in the past, but you get what I'm saying. Um, You get to, like that patience can be so rewarding and so soothing. And I want to give you kind of this example. Um, It happened to me very recently. Um, I noticed I had like an epiphany, dude. I had like a moment where I was like, oh my gosh. And I noticed the other day that I have been literally living my childhood dream for years and I had no idea. I didn't notice it until this moment. And what I mean by that is when I was younger, when I had that, you know, not in the first seven years, I can't remember, but there's that that three, that three year gap from like seven to 10 that like, I was like, wow, I was a happy kid right before the bad hit me. Um, when I was in that little window, I, you know, my dreams were to be a writer and to be a dancer or performer. Those were like my passions. I loved them. They were amazing. And it just slapped me in the face that I'm literally, I'm an author, I am a writer, and I've been putting YouTube videos out for years, and I get to be a performer in that right. And it was just such a cool moment to have where I was like, oh, I'm in a healthy relationship, which is something that like Olivia a little later wanted, but I'm in a healthy relationship, a healthy, loving relationship, and I have those two things. I didn't even notice because I have been for a while, I've been so focused on the result, the outcome, right? Of being like, oh, I need to reach this point. I want to get this many students or this much income, yada, yada, yada. It's the same kind of thing with our mental health, right? We set this kind of goal for what life should look like. And then we completely lose ourselves in the journey that we're on. And we, and we lose that, that chance to have appreciation and to celebrate ourselves while we're in it. That's where we need to be. Because that is more rewarding than always focusing on what you don't have. So my tip for you is to focus on the experience of the journey more than the destination. Because chances are you're going to arrive without even realizing it. And that's the coolest part is that then we just get to be like, wow, I was so focused on like loving myself and appreciating life and like being in the moment that even even if those moments are tough, let me clarify, even if those moments are tough or challenging or they evoke tears or they make us reflect on really tough things, that's okay. That's still having patience and appreciation that that's part of it, right? It's not, we're not looking for perfection. We're just looking for acceptance with what's happening, acceptance in that growth, right? In that change. And um, yeah, 
it's just it's it's amazing that when we get in that space we feel so much more nurtured and fed and that is why um sometimes we'll reach a goal without even realizing it i've had students literally beat the bad and be like i didn't even notice because they were so engrossed in the experience of the journey and they stopped obsessing over the destination so that's my tip for you on having patience with change on your mental health journey and i hope it helps I hope, especially if you are feeling in a tough spot right now, you just kind of find those little moments to practice uh, where you can, you know, inject like love and compassion and empathy and appreciation and gratitude and all those things that, that are what patience is, is built off of, right? And, and feed your life with that so that no matter what's going on around you or what's happening in your life, you still can feel fulfilled in a way, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I hope you like this episode. That is it. Um, If you like this episode, make sure to spread the support by sharing on social or telling a friend about it through your face, your phone, snail mail, or carrier pigeon. (laughs) I just like saying it because it's so weird. (laughs) Also, you can find my books and free tools at www.simplyolly.com and stick around after the end of the show to learn more about my program, Beat the Bad. So thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep saying Simply Awesome. I'll keep saying Simply Ollie, and I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye. Before we go, I want to check in with you, my friend. If you've been wanting to break free from struggling with bipolar, anxiety, and or depression, but the meds and therapy route just isn't feeling like your jam, you are not the only one. I felt the same way when I used to live with the bad. Meds made life foggy and therapy just felt like more of a guessing game about my past than trying to help me navigate the present. Through my 20 years of combined firsthand experience with the bad, overcoming the trifecta of mental illness myself and coaching others through how to do it, I've learned that we are more capable of helping ourselves than society gives us credit for. We can live life, make massive positive change and discover answers within ourselves that we didn't even know we had. I freed myself from the bad, all while finishing college, becoming a wife and mother of two daughters, buying a home and starting a business. Nothing had to pause. I simply kept progressing with life while making progress with my mental health. If you're ready to do the work, my program Beat the Bad is here to help. I'll take you through the self-empowered path, focusing on self-love, self-control, and self-ownership so you can build up your mental BLT, that's belief, love, and trust in yourself. And we're all about three key things over here. One, no overwhelm. The modules unlock when you're ready to move forward. There's nine easy videos, basically like podcast episodes, along with frameworks and journal prompts to help you put what you learn into action. Two, making sure you have support. Through encouragement, connection, and advice from me and other students in our safe community, weekly motivational emails from me, along with optional one-on-one support if you need it. And most importantly, three, lifetime access. You'll always have Beat the Bad to rely on with the program materials, support tools, our private community, and any upgrades the program goes through in the future. I promise you can learn how to support yourself and have a community of people who support you simply because they care. This program prioritizes being inclusive, affordable, and always available to those who need it. Hope to have you as part of our Beat the Bad family soon. Go to www.simplyolly.com/btb to learn more. You can find that link in the show notes. <laughs>